Hi, I'm Tom Fennick-Smith, and this is the Genuine X Podcast. We have partnered up with our friends at Ericsson to find out more about their Innovation Awards program. The Ericsson Innovation Awards is an annual global student competition that sets a new challenge every year. This year's theme was Dive Deeper, a call for teams to take inspiration from under the surface of our oceans. We will be speaking to this year's finalists, each of which has an idea that could change the world. Joining me for these conversations is Carrie Mahoney, Genuine X's Head of Strategy. In this episode, we're chatting with the team from Turkey, known as S-Crew. This team from Istanbul have created a safe new method for underwater communications. Divers Mate is a sophisticated diving torch that uses light beams to transmit audio. The invention can illuminate the darkest underwater environments and provide wireless optical voice communication. We explore its possible environmental impact and its wider implications for fast and effective data sharing. Uh, guys, if you just want to introduce yourself a little bit, just so we could know who you are. Khan, do you want to go first? Yes, my name is Khan. I'm the oldest one of the team, actually. And the wisest? Yes. Not the wisest, by the <laughs> <laughs> You will decide after the podcast, I think. Uh, I studied mechatronics engineering in Bahçeşehir University. I did two years of bioengineering on master's. And I finished with electronics, electrics and electronics engineering on master's degree. Now I'm doing uh, electrics and electronics engineering PhD with the same topic. I'm the responsible of the team name, like <laughs> the mean the S crew, like we wanted to say science crew. And yeah. also, you know, the screw means like a kind of tool that we mostly use on engineering, but also our professors and our university and our supporters doesn't like it because like because <laughs> it's, it's, it's screw yeah, yeah because like <laughs> we always like we want to do something and we always screw yeah. I mean like we use screws yeah, like, yeah, I, mean. yeah. <laughs> but I can we, see yeah. I can see where they got hung up there on yeah, the name yeah probably and they cannot put hashtags on on the, our team names yeah. because of the <laughs> <laughs> keywords hashtag team screw yeah, yeah no we get this <laughs> and then Erkin uh, my name is Erkin uh, I live in Tallinn Estonia instead of uh, other team members. Uh, I finished integrated engineering in Estonia and now I'm studying mechatronics master. So I was studying in Istanbul at the same university with my teammates. Then I got an offer from another university. Then I switched to the, that university. So, but we still didn't uh, cut loose of the contacts. Still, each other. still stay together. You got on so well. Yeah. yeah. The band yeah. did not break up, yeah. which is exactly. rare. <laughs> and it seems like you guys have good ideas together because you're obviously here in the final. Yeah, so it's one a wise, yeah, one a wise choice, <laughs> right? One of them. Oh. Uh, and then Mert, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am also a student in the Bacchus University in Istanbul. I am different. I am studying software engineering uh, instead of mechatronics or mechanical stuff. We met in the laboratory make, while I was making robots and these other guys were, were making robots too. So we combined our powers and we have been together like five years or something. Wow. wow. I want to cut off like I, he can program everything that has ones and zeros. I really? <laughs> Not like the software engineers. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have images of you creating these amazing robots and these guys coming to find you and looking for help and finding you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, we were little bit poor while, while we were students and I was solving someone's problem and taking parts from them yeah. <laughs> in return. So how, that's how I developed the mechanical skills. Okay. I love that. Yeah, it's just a little trade, new age trade. It's My software engineering. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. your mechanical parts. And it's Serhat. Hi, it's Serhat. 
Uh, I also studied mechatronics engineering at the same university as my friends. Uh, now working towards my MBA degree. The MBA was not planned. <laughs> <laughs> I forced don't, it. Don't I forced them actually. I, I just enrolled. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm working towards it. Uh, we were working with Khan at the same lab in the university and now working uh, as a systems engineer in another industry in Turkey, Istanbul. And then, so you you, you guys have quite a varied background of skills, right? Um, so those skills have all come together and you've created something. Why don't you tell us the problem that you were kind of... The problem was actually like the Ericsson's touch into it, like the communication. Mm-hmm. As the communication is a basic human need, even in underwater. And normally in the market, you can find acoustic communicators. You can find radio frequency communicators, but water just attenuates all of them. Radio doesn't go much farther than one meter. And acoustic waves go much longer, but affected by some water medium, like the quality is getting lower. And also it uses ultrasonic waves and it affects the marine life like the mammals, whales and dolphins. They are common suiciding, you know. Because they're using ultrasonic waves for attracting prey, navigation, and mostly for communication. And we are inspired from the nature, like the deep creatures book. Mm. I'm surprised because we are inspired from nature. Like and some, we were inspired by the same creature yeah, that on the same cover creature on the, there's viper fish <laughs> the inside the angler fish. Yeah. They have organs that they use bioluminescence to create light. Mm-hmm. Normally, mm. sunlight cannot reach much more than 300 meters under the water. And that deep below, there's some creatures that well adapted to life in the dark. And some relies on senses other than eyesight. Some, they're making on light. It's incredible. Like when I saw in a documentary, they use bioluminescence and they use some lights like the dolphins for communication and navigation and for attracting also prey. And we just designed Divers Mate. I've had, we are here in four. There is other professors at the university. There is other students, but we are able Who to also helped us. Yeah, help yeah. us because when you get knowledge together, it make you much stronger. That, that's the problem that affects nature and also affects the human. Like there's no video recording, but do you know what this means? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It doesn't mean three yet, but yeah. I didn't know that. Like I said, yeah. okay, the diving experience just lasts for four minutes. For yeah, me. because there is yeah. so if you do thumbs up, go up, you yeah. have to go up. Something's yeah. wrong. I said that there is a problem. I need to solve it because. <laughs> The lack of communication caused fear. Yeah. Especially for me. Yeah. As I mentioned, like it's a basic human need and we need also communicate under the water. So essentially the the challenge was looking at communicating underwater, which is very challenging because traditional sound waves and things of that nature can't travel as well. And you know, they're they're impacted by the other things that happen. And so what are some other ways of communicating? You guys landed on light, which was inspired by some of these creatures who live in the deep and they use light to communicate and that's how you've ended up with your invention here which is centered around diver communication which is so it's so interesting to kind of follow that path and to see how it see how that builds can you explain a little bit more about how how the device actually works well actually the device that you're seeing has uh so we've got just uh, so everyone at home who can't see so we've got two um, of the devices here yeah let's say it's a aluminum box consists of transmitter LEDs and one optical receiver. So if you get those two devices in a line of sight, you can speak with each other under the water. Or even right now here in the room, it doesn't matter actually for this device, but we specifically designed the case, uh, the electronics, uh, all the 
screws, bolts, everything in there for underwater pressure and environment. So you can put it underwater. It's waterproof. We also put it a little bit further. We add a throat microphone. So we cancel bubbling or breathing noise from the breather. And also that way you can use your half face mask. You don't have extra equipment. You can use this device with the with your current equipment for diving. Uh, also for the hearing, we use bone conductor microphone. It just vibrates the bone in our case. It doesn't affect you and it uh, harm you or anything, but you can hear it. You attach the device to your harness, mm-hmm. uh, to your neck, uh, then it works. So, so it vibrates through your bones in your jaw, yeah. so you can hear yeah. without exactly. having to have anything. Over Actually, your we are we placed it in back of your ear. Yeah. So and we reduce the uh, frequency, so it doesn't harm you. It doesn't like give you uh, itchy feeling in the no- yeah. uh, in the ear. Wow, that's awesome. So d- d- when I look at you underwater, I can speak, and it will translate what I say into light. Send it to the other sensor on the other diver, and translate to and voice, that will translate it? to words, which will vibrate through the bone behind my ear into my uh, ear cavity, yeah, so yeah, I can yeah. hear it underwater. Yeah, actually, you should probably ask how I will talk while I am having a regulator in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, right that's, that's yeah. a good yeah. next question. <laughs> that's the question. When you look at the market, actually, that was the first question that it, it comes to our mind. Some big companies did it because. You need to write something, but at least you can speak a little bit. But also the scuba divers are using full face masks. They can also use it. Normally they have microphone inside the scuba mask. You are just speaking in front of the microphone and just breathing in front of the microphone. The sound quality is not good. And even we thought what is important on diving, the compression sickness. What they are doing, they're just following the rules, following the algorithm that developed before. They check the times. Not checking the heart rate, but for the first stage, like we focused on just communication because like certification, like the FDA approvals, other things, this cost a lot. So that's uh, mark two of the product. So that will be biometric sensors on top of that yes. to, be, for, to be able to help you monitor and to, to communicate with other people, right? Actually, we implemented it. It works right now. We keep heart rate, oxygen levels in the blood. And we take it from the neck of the user and we process them in real time. But since we don't have certification, we cannot say, okay, your heart is beating 100 times in a minute. So that data is rendered in real time. And then what can you do from that data? What insights would you be able to pull from it? Yeah, uh, actually, we would like to warn them before something happens. You know, they stop for between each levels. So you go, let's say, five meters, then you stop, then you go uh, 10 meters, then you stop. But this algorithm is based on generic time. Maybe you are less blood cells than normal people. Maybe you have more blood cells than normal people. So it depends. But there is generic times. So what I'd like to do is like show you when you need to stop, when you need to go. Or are you panicking? Or uh, do you have any other problems? Maybe you shouldn't go deeper. Maybe you should go up. And so, even they can guess, someone else can guess that you are panicking from your heart rate. Mm. Yeah. So this will be a one-stop shop for diver safety and communication, right? Okay. Is that, that's Definitely. the long-term goal. Yeah, it's, it's like a diving computer with, advanced diving computer with communication feature underwater. And also, you don't have a special mask or anything for this device. This is all uh, auxiliary device. You attach your existing uh, equipment and 
use it flawlessly. Mm. So that's very much the commercial approach for this sort of technology, right? Which is really interesting. But you also touched on earlier how this actual problem of using the problem that you solved is that it you don't have to use sonic communication and things like that, which is used more in other industries and in submarines and ships and things like that. Do you see this device stretching beyond just the diving community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just with diving communities, also be used by snorkelers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely because there's. Or you can use it for underwater yeah. uh, row uh, ROVs to, to share other underwater data. drones. We can yeah. say uh, also our device is modular, so you can connect uh, compatible device if we make in the future yeah. to communicate something else. Yeah. Uh, this is just the MVP. It looks like you will see the intestines are out, the cables are out for now, <laughs> but we will t- fix today. Actually, it can be used by one LED, one receiver. It can be. Implemented to your arm, head, neck, body, yeah. like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. Yeah. But it depends on the user requirement. We can design new one. I have, I have also an an idea, uh, which is you know in like fifty years ago, uh, constructions always handled with hand signs, like waving, just saying stop sign. But now there is radios, radios everywhere. So the crane operator can talk with the guy. Uh, on the ground because there is so much distance uh, we would like to see uh, this application underwater so uh, for example there is underwater internet cables maybe some of you uh, know and there is this oil rigs and, and they need uh, constant maintenance mm-hmm. always there is professional divers they are diving every day to uh, check the pipes if everything works correctly because there is Lots of pressure. Mm, yeah, we would like to see this product uh, in this field. It's so interesting, you know. That's come up with you know co- the, all the teams we've talked about is this increased need for safety, especially in these environments. And I think as you know, our reach grows with technology. Also, our ap- appetite for exploration does as well, doesn't it? Especially considering how much ocean there is to cover and how deep it goes. And you know, navigating all of that safely. Um, do you start to see that as well, this idea of exploration and maybe taking humans out of the equation as well to kind of promote, you know, additional safety features or, you know, additional exploration that we haven't achieved before? Yeah, it could lead to those because, as you said, it's never been tried before this kind of device. As Mert said, we are trying to make it streamlined, not only for divers, maybe there are other markets that could be applied. Like the diving museum, diving tourism. You can put, for example, in a ship, synced ship, like we can put lightning instead of putting some writing. They can hold it down and they can listen about the history. Yeah, that's really Just interesting. It's so like a treasure way. hunt yeah, using like your senses like, Yeah, this is the example that yeah. we never heard before, for example. Yeah. Never done. That would that, be that really was cool. Yeah. As, sorry, I'm a diver, so like yeah. going down to a shipwreck and yeah. then being able to hear the reason the ship sank yeah. is quite—I'd be quite it's interested. Like underwater in museum, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. underwater yeah. museum. There's an amazing place in um, in Mexico of an artist who dropped a load of sculptures, mm-hmm. and now they're starting to accumulate all the sort of the stuff that comes to them, you know, like the I can't remember the, the polyps and things like that, and they're, they're very beautiful. But to be able to sort of swim around it and hear a, 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 a talk about why they're there is really interesting to me. 
It's also interesting to think about maybe does that change the way that we interact with those elements, right? Of like kind of putting, you know, beacons down there to tell people to stay away from dangerous parts. Or, you know, you know, as we, you just think about kind of all the different environments that, that this could be applied to. It's very, very and exciting. And it's a very non-invasive technology in yeah, terms of nature, right? So, definitely. I mean, it won't affect dolphins with sonar or whales or anything like that, right? As long as you can see each other, I mean, the divers, you can maybe communicate a little bit farther than your visibility. Sure. Even the marine creatures are not affected by because mm. not, uh, when you lower the wavelength, I mean like the blue, the invisible, ultraviolet, I mean, you can go further, but it's not eye safe. So what is the range currently on, on for, the For this one, actually, for clean waters, you can talk 10 meters. Okay. 10 meters should be enough for, for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you increase the LEDs, you can talk much farther. Sure. So increase depends, the power. Yeah, depends on. This is yeah, this is like why flashlights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like it can be customized yeah. upon the customer's request. We can design a new one. We can increase the LED number to increase the range it. or decrease it to decrease the price also. But all of them need to be submersible. So are there applications? I mean, you said it might be dangerous to to people's eyes, but is there an example where you can use a really high frequency? beam like a laser or something to be able to go as, much bigger distance. yes because this one we are not using lasers yeah lasers are focused light as long as you open the emitting angle yeah. it doesn't matter it's also still focused still high intensity light and i don't think so that it will affect the animals because it's as long as like the possibility is not high to target one fish or other fish <laughs> under the water as long as it, the lasers affect for burning you know yeah but it's under the water then yeah. it's cooled itself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any problem about f- cooking fish with lasers yeah. with this one led will be icef this one yeah and will be in no effect no effect for the, because there's no regulation for this mm. and you touched on this being a modular device so we've got health sensors We've got communication sensors. Are there any more modular aspects to this? The navigation also I might mention. Yeah, navigation. And I can also say maybe in future there will be unmanned devices uh, underwater. Let's say, you know, we have a plastic problem. We need some robots to collect them for us because we cannot reach these deep places ourselves. Actually, this is like one of our competitors' projects. So actually, we can apply this project to theirs, so they can like control autonomously or uh, give new instructions, not going deep by yourself or using cables. We just direct light to them. Instead so. of cables, you can use it to transmitting your control. So that's really interesting, actually, because I was just thinking there's some uh, technology and research in using light to transmit. Wi-Fi signals, right? Yeah, and yeah, so that's yeah. where my head yeah, was going. Yeah, they yeah. call it yeah. light yeah. fidelity. Yeah, yeah. light fidelity. So you the, could actually get really yeah. strong Wi-Fi underwater to communicate yeah, with yeah. devices. That's yes, also correct. but I need to mention in here, there's, these technologies are really cutting-edge technologies. Yeah, yeah. On this device, like, it's working like walkie-talkie. Like, we can say the swimmy-talkie. Like, <laughs> I made this joke before, like, they didn't like it, but I want to make it again. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we can carry the... Really, really low data information. Just, I mean, for control data and other things. The digital communication, the underwater environment is still is a hamstring environment because there's attenuation, there's scattering. Mm-hmm. When you, when you scatter the light, if one bit goes faster than the other one, there there will be no handshake. 
Yeah. It's going to be send it over yeah, and over have, again. We have these problems <laughs> uh, today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there is 5G coming yeah. and everything is improving. There is IoT stuff happening right now. And in future, uh, everything will be solved eventually. Because this is one of the things we've spoken to a lot of the other guys as well. And uh, there's a few things which have really stood out is that people are actually quite open to work together to try and help solve these problems. And also that almost all of these ideas wouldn't have been possible about five years ago. Yeah, five years ago, everything was different. Uh, but in future, technology is accelerating even more. So we want to take a lead in this field because less and less people exploring this but we want to increase that and we want to make them confident around this field so we can lead some new explorations maybe different kinds of devices but people need to take a look at under the sea and then so just if money was no object and if your ambition you know what's the biggest ambition that you have moving forwards i would like to go further with the product we can apply to another environments so we are right now applying to do underwater but it also works outside which means it could be applied for example space industry mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of talks about uh, laser communication so maybe we can use that focused beams to communicate in the open space so we can move to frontier a little bit further the other frontier yeah not just underwater yeah other the frontier sky, the other the further yeah. and how about you I was also going to talk about space. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, maybe, you know, uh, there is reflectors on the moon and space doesn't even conduct sound. It's full silence in the space. And we know there is redshift uh, in the space. What redshift is, long uh, distant planets, when they're going away from us, they get the uh, more reddish look. So with these kind of technologies, if we have another star to reside in, uh, we can use this kind of technologies to communicate with the other planets. Wow. Maybe like he touched a really important point. Maybe all of us are just looking for the radio waves coming from the other planet. Maybe they are talking with light. Yeah. Yeah. We don't don't know yet. We don't know. Would you guys have ambitions to be the first to find out? Actually, we are not the first. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? But we are not the first. Like, to be honest, like, if you want to do a product, if you were just sketching out, you're just planning the how to will do it, they mostly maybe done by others before. We are, we are we love to do something, but at least we are touching the human, touching the nature in a good way. Mm. Because like this will help us to change the world actually mm-hmm. because changing the world starts with changing yourself did you feel the shift from becoming a student to becoming an entrepreneur yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i like sure. i like that a yeah. lot yeah, yeah. i is. think that's really interesting because it's not just it's not just scientific right at the end of the day you're trying to find whether it's centered around research or it's a commercial product or you know consumer base you are trying to solve you know a problem and the problem that people um have and the <laughs> people are going to use your product for it's it's been so interesting to, to talk to you all yeah, about you that so much, this has been uh, great best of so luck much. thank I you i hope guys. it all goes well thank you. and uh, i'm sure we'll hear from you soon okay. yeah thank you can the future of underwater communication be found in light We were lucky enough to have a demo after the interview. Their combination of sending sound via light waves, which could be heard through the reverberations in your jawbone, was amazing. 
The technology could inspire the shipping industry to use non-intrusive light beam technology, leaving the ocean's ecosystem undisturbed by sonic pollution. Here's hoping. You can find out more about the Ericsson Innovation Awards and all the other finalist teams at ericsson.com, where you can also find details on how to apply for next year's Ericsson Innovation Awards. All links can be found in the description below. Thank you for listening to the Genuine X podcast, and don't forget to like and subscribe.